This is the Scum and Schneege Fantasy Football Show about the LV Dynasty Fantasy Football League that we are all in. Schneege, how the heck are you? I'm very happy. Amazing week of football we just got out of. Schneege is here for all of you once again. Scum is here for all of you once again. I'm not once again. I know there's some broken hearts. I know there's some uplifted souls things are really taking shape and people are realizing either the good or the bad of fantasy football as we go into week 11 and i'm excited you're hitting the nail on the head there the the playoff picture in our league is getting pretty spicy almost as spicy as all of our holiday plans coming up and we're gonna get into that today but snake snage of course we've got to start every episode with a nonsense minute I mentioned the holidays. We're going to do some Thanksgiving-centric ones coming up over the next couple of weeks, obviously. So my question to you is, what is something that you would want added to Thanksgiving? Whether it be uh, another a new tradition that you think could be part of Thanksgiving, whether it's just a menu item that doesn't get a lot of love and should be included in your traditional stuff, or is it just more of something like, amplify like have two turkeys what what's the thanksgiving ad that you would do if you were in charge of the thanksgiving castle hmm. thanksgiving castle i i think i would it's two things one i think ice cream needs to be more in the mm. forefront of the dessert part portion of the day okay okay I like that and two i think there needs to be like a mandatory walk along a river with the brisk cold ripping in your hair and some deep thoughts of the future. I'll say I love both those things. The river one first, that sounds amazing, but what do we do down here, down in the desert? Do we have think you need to find to find a river. Need a you got to find somewhere that water. You need to just go down <laughs> to one of the water retention ponds okay. that are somewhere and just sit there and contemplate the ever evolving life. You got to find somewhere where you can just walk in solitude amongst the natural elements of this world and say. Boy, how many more of these do I got left? A couple spots come to mind for that. Like Floyd Lamb, I think, would be a good place for that. All those ponds. I don't know if they're open on Thanksgiving Day, though. And What about the Tule Springs? Is that still a thing? Yeah. I think so. That'd be a good spot. Walk amongst the... Uh, a good spot. Freaking... What are, those, what are those birds that are out there they got? They got peacocks out there. Go freaking chill with peacocks in an old abandoned farmhouse. <laughs> I was also thinking of the the swamp out there on Trump. I think that's what you were saying. The water place. I don't really know. I don't remember what it's called. Or that big, out there is, there, is that big, gigantic one? hole still on like Spring Mountain and Rainbow or something or wherever that is? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That is still there. What even is that place? Is it just like a quarry? Is they just mi- Are they mining? What is that? What is that place? <laughs> Just the old silver mines? I don't know. 
Bro, it's, it's literally like, like 10,000 feet deep. And every time I've driven it's by huge. down on freaking Durango, it's like Durango and Spring Mountain or something like that. I'm like, how are they? They got to just go down in that pit and, and do something every day. It's so funny. Yeah, go there. All right. Okay. So I'll do that. <laughs> and then the, the I want to spend more time on this ice cream edition because I love it. But, you know, there's like, you have specific Thanksgiving sides and dishes, right? So like Thanksgiving dessert is usually pumpkin pie or apple pie, pecan pie, one of those, right? You don't really get like a strawberry pie at Thanksgiving. So I'm thinking if we're if we're moving ice cream to the forefront, it's got to be a specific ice cream flavor or a few of them. So what are your proposals? Well, I mean, I, ice cream? if it's if it's just sneak or if it's just sneege, I'm just it's, adding. It's got to be it's got to be specific. We can't just add like cookies and cream because that's got to be all year round. It's got to be a little niche, I think. Yeah, I mean, so I say I say that it has to be like a full on. Sunday, like all the <laughs> all the toppings like it can't just be yeah. ice cream and like some chocolate right, sauce right. you've got to have a Sunday bar just with all the fixings or hmm, let me think here nah, I mean that's what Schneed would do I just I will go down till I die that I hate pie it is overrated dumb worthless stupid gross not fun and that's just me and the hatred and the vitriol i will get for that forever is just fine send it my way but pie is just not my thing so i've got to and got to get got to get more ice cream in there and i'm going to say that it's got to be with a full on sunday like you've had You've had Thanksgiving. It's like mid. It's like mid to late afternoon, probably. Yeah, you're getting ready. You're just finishing the Cowboys game. You're sitting around, maybe have a drink, or you're just resting. And then it's like six o'clock, and you're just making yourself a massive Sunday for that night game. Honestly, it sounds that sounds fun. I would um, back to your pie thing. I'm just thinking, you know, you can add ice cream to pie. I know, well, I know. It just sullies the that. ice cream. <laughs> but I will, I do understand I pie at Thanksgiving. I do understand pie in itself because it's like you've had Thanksgiving, you're milling around, and then it's easier to have a drink with pie because you want to have like some sort of nightcap or like some sort of yeah, afternoon yeah. carry on from your early afternoon beers or whatever it is, whether it's wine or some some sherry or some champagne or uh, whatever it is, a whiskey, a bourbon, and you're just like, let me grab a slice of pie. It's easy. I can kind of nibble on it. Ice cream, you're like, I got to go to town on this ice cream Sunday, and I'm going to probably be like done and because you don't want to probably put a nightcap on your ice cream. So I get it. I just don't like it. I just don't like pie. That's fair. You know, not everyone loves pie. I didn't growing up, and then I worked at a pie place and uh, grew to love it so what are you gonna do i don't what about you i don't think i can even top those yeah so i'm I'm like you you knocked out of the park there i'd say let's add now here's my thoughts i'm gonna i'm gonna tease it out because we've got time i think today we always have time (laughs) 
there a lot of the holidays have like uh another event too right i think thanksgiving i guess you'd call the event like the parade or um the football games i guess the meal too but i'm thinking like you know fourth of july you've got the fireworks like christmas you've got opening presents halloween you got like trick-or-treating right there's like a a thing to do uh-huh and the all those other holidays have food as well and they have stuff to watch so i'm thinking we got to add an event and that's it's kind of like what you're what you suggested about the river walk but i'm gonna say are this happens this happens kind of organically at a lot of thanksgiving dinners but what if we make it a thing that everyone looks forward to and then there's no bitterness because you knew it was going to happen but thanksgiving as we have a we have a nice meal, we have our Sundays, but then this is the time of year with our family where we air out all our dirty laundry, but like purposely, like we're just gonna go dump it all out, get it off our chests, and everyone's gonna have a turn, and everyone's just gonna have to take it. No, no hard feelings, no resentment. We're just gonna get it out there and then clean slate moving on into Christmas and the rest of the year. Does that does okay. that ruin Thanksgiving? Like a like an airing out of all the bad, sneaky stuff that you doing or thinking about about just what's been going on for the past eleven months, right? Yes. You yep. just sit there instead of saying, "Let's go around what we're thankful for." Everyone go around and say all the depraved. Well, no. Let's let's do both. Let's say what we're thankful for, but also, hey, you remember for my birthday how you didn't show up. I'm mad at you for that, but then now we're now we talked about it and it's over. It's not an augmentation for argument. <laughs> it's just an no. airing out of the bad, hurt feelings, and then so you're different. So you so you change for the next year, right? Yeah, yeah. I can get behind that. I, I as long as there's a knowledge of we're not going to fight over this. It's just, yes. Well, that's, I'm going to say all the reasons why agreed. I'm mad at you. <laughs> uh-huh. But I'm going to, then I'm going to release it. I said it. You are aware now. Like you said, we're, you're going to make a change in the coming year. And then I'm going to hear what you're mad at me for. Uh, I'm going to take it in stride. And then, and we all have drinks after to clear our minds again. And we're good. We feel better. All right. I, I want you to, are you going to enact this new yep. thing at Friendsgiving on Saturday? Yep. Yep. Everyone be ready. <laughs> Everyone be ready to just get absolutely verbally hammered, but you're not allowed to be upset about it. You know what I was thinking, Scum? You got me thinking, and I think this is something that it's you like, and I ahead, if we really wanted to, if we had... If we had the gumption, what? Okay, I like your idea of adding like an act, almost like an activity or an event. Because I mean, like, I mean you've like got cookies all day long, thing. and you've got football, right? Yeah, right? Okay. Yep, yep, yep. But you know, a lot of people go out and throw the football or have some sort of you know football game, or you know, I mentioned you got to get out in nature, walk around, and reflect. What if? Let me think. What if Thanksgiving is like the holiday that you have to play like 
a game or something like a board game or like some sort well, of intense. You know, I, you know, I love that. And so hear me out, scum. What if you and I create a Thanksgiving board game? Okay. Okay. I think, I think if you and I put our minds and bodies together, we can make a Thanksgiving board game that has to be played at the very least at Friendsgivings. Like Friendsgivings are a thing of now, like everyone does them. There's multiple of them. And then you have your family deal. So there, maybe we should make a Friendsgiving game mm-hmm. that's like just something we've never, you've never seen before. We really just got to get our creative juices flowing and create a Friendsgiving game that has to be played at every Friendsgiving. You know, I'm a thousand percent on board for that. Also, a little spoiler alert, I did concoct a little game. It's, it's simple. It's not, it's not to the level that you're talking about. But I've got I got a fun little wrinkle on deck for this year's Friendsgiving. Okay, I'm just putting that out there. But um, I I love your idea. I mean, we can brainstorm that. I don't even know. Yes, it could be a board game. I think maybe we incorporate the elements of of what I had too, and the grievances. Make that part of it. We could also. I do like your past bit. ideas of making people dress up. That was always fun. Maybe we add a little bit of a curse to it, like like make it like a Jumanji game where you yeah. could like be trapped in it too. I don't okay. Know. Just, yeah. just spitballing here. All right. That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna create a Friendsgiving game. So next year it's pl- it's it's out on the market and we and everyone's just playing it at their Friendsgivings. Well, we can yeah. maybe we'll what we'll do is we'll test it out at this Friendsgiving and then make sure it's suitable for the public. All right. So we got three days to make it up. You and me. And get oh, product, no. produce. Okay. 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 <laughs> Challenge accepted. I just, man, Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. It is so fun. I do love Thanksgiving too. Always friends around family, food, football. You get like, you get at least four days off of work. A lot of people, five or six, depending on what kind of vacation days you're taking. You're just, it just, this time of year just feels like there's just no responsibility. It's like already this week, I'm like, yeah, it's going to be Thanksgiving next week. Like, what am I supposed to really do at work? Here? Absolutely. We're, I'm, we're packed in. There's no, there's nothing going on. <laughs> so it's just the best time. And there you have it, folks. I agree. Oh, well, if you guys have any other additions that you'd want to make to Thanksgiving, or if you want to maybe contribute, float us some ideas for the new Scum and Schneege Friendsgiving game that's going to hit shelves next holiday season, let us know. We'll take it into consideration. Okay. Well, Schneege, football happened this past weekend. Like you said at the top, it was a fun. Crazy week for some people. I I am very sad. I think I've been effectively eliminated from Schneek League thanks to Javante on Monday night. So that wasn't fun. But um, let's let's go into let's talk about some of the matchups from last week in our dynasty because that's that's the focus of this show. And then we'll go into ranks and then also just talk about the playoff picture because. Um, we thought it would just be 
one last contender for the top six, but it looks like we've got two guys, Klon, Fighting, and Sidnet, just a game back from the playoff picture. That's you and Tyler. Yes, we are. We're both five and five. 130, 40 points or so separating us. Just right on the cusp of playoffs. I'm on a three-game heater. I'm excited about my team eking out that win last week against Gooch. T, the same thing, getting his win. Big win against Brandon, too. Big win against Brandon. Gooch, I spoiled him a little bit. I don't know if he's got a chance or so. He's three games currently out of sixth place. I, he's probably out. So, yeah, some humongous wins and some humongous losses. <laughs> yeah, I think Gooch is the is probably feeling the worst about his losses because he had a it was a slim hope already. Now that it's gone. Um Jim took a loss last week against Wade. He was hoping he could have upset that and that kind of puts him in a little more jeopardy. And Ben who's also sitting in in third right now in the standings. Got a second straight loss. He's still sitting at seven and three. So likely pretty safe for the playoffs. But if, if he gets a, a long losing streak here, he could see himself outside looking in. So we're in crunch time now. Also a big loss, um, or I guess a big win from Matt. Got a second one of the year. And uh-huh. a huge score. So I think that basically like well. I hope that it locks up my like top lottery spot. And I think now that Gooch lost, we also have the rest of the lottery set being my pick, Matt's pick, Doug's pick, and Chase's pick. The the two through four spots could still shuffle a little bit, but I think those those are the four that are going to be in the lottery when we whenever we do that. So I think that's pretty set too. So lottery set. What did you say? At least spots one through three are set. One through four. I don't think. I don't think you or Tyler is going to drop down into the ninth spot to be the the other lottery team. So, I'm pretty sure it's locked in. Which means that the lottery participants are me, Brandon, and oh no, sorry, me, Brandon, Eric, and Ben. Those are the owners of those picks. Okay, so Brandon and Ernie, who don't need the lottery, are there. They're the two. They're two of the top four teams who are going to be in the lottery. Are going to be in the playoffs. Yep. You've been at the bottom all year, and Ben has been sliding, but he's. I mean, effectively today in in sleeper rankings, he's number three. So. Probably you said one through four is probably set. So, I mean, he—if you look at his team, he—he he definitely needs the pick because he's going into next year. I think he's got a lot of question marks, but after the year he's had and the magic that's been on his side, I mean, you just—you can't rule out the fact that he might win a playoff game or who knows what he's going to do the rest of the year. So, and not to mention he's going to have the lottery, but he's probably going to have. Another, doesn't he have another first at least? Yeah, he he has his. He might have another one too. 
So I'll check on that. In in terms of just lottery outlook as of today and the future, it's three playoff teams in the lottery, and then you. <laughs> yep. So oof. Good job. As opposed Good to job last all year, of us collectively. Four non-playoff teams in the lottery and it was like okay and then this year two me and t and then so t had two you had one i had one so this year after the lottery last year after the drafting after the planning and the future t and i are fighting for that playoff spot so if this one year sample size can tell us anything it's that one year of well one year of lottery might not be enough to get you to the playoffs, depending on what you've done to your team to get that lottery pick. You, this is your second year in the lottery. You expect to be in the playoffs after two years next year. So, yeah, there you have it. I don't know where I'm going with that, but I'm just talking it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lessons, lessons learned for everyone as you move forward. It's going to take more than just one, you know, one pick first or second overall. But I, and I think lesson learned helps. also is that the sometimes, or I don't know, 50%, whatever the number is, something you could say is just decimating your team for as many picks as possible doesn't guarantee a playoff berth within two years. I mean, I, I did that, What whatever this was, when I traded all my guys' picks. So now I've had two draft picks. I've had two high, a lot of draft picks in the first round or two in the last two drafts, and I am I still have a good chance of not making the playoffs. So I think the, if we're going to talk overall Dan, dynasty mindset right now, the way to do it is to get yourself maybe one – if you can in that lottery and or one or two somewhere in that first without giving up enough players to where it doesn't even like kind of balance itself out, I guess. And I think again, Brendan Ernie are the prime examples of that. Wade has been pretty good with that. Always having a good team, always having a pick or two in the top, you know, 15 or whatever it be to kind of st- to keep, you know, loading the reserves uh, and then we'll see what Matt does. Matt, did, Matt and Gooch, you know, kind of in the same boat where they're at right now. They've they've traded a lot, but they've maintained certain players. And we'll see what these drafts and what they can do to try to get it back. So I think for me, the the thing that I'm going off of is it's probably not the smart move to trade everything, decimate your team to just get the picks and hope because the picks – it could take three years for those picks to be anything. And then on your third or fourth year, maybe you're in the playoffs and now you're working with three or four season running backs or whatever it be. Anyway, it's fun to talk about that. Maybe we'll do a, a show on that a little bit more deeper on that kind of philosophy. But uh, yeah. I want to say that, that it might not be smart to sell everything for, for just picks. I feel like you're just talking to, to us, to you and me. So I don't, I don't really appreciate that honestly but <laughs> uh, i mean i did it too that's what i did i'm sitting that's what in, I'm saying. this is this is just a, a scum and sneak cautionary tale apparently <laughs> and for me at least i mean 
you've, I feel like you did a little bit of a better job of keeping some players. I mean, I literally two years ago, three years ago, now, whatever it was, I traded the entire, my entire team. I didn't have anybody left and I just went for the picks. And here I am in year two of these, of my, of my quote unquote, young up and coming good receivers and putting together running backs and holding on to players like Dak and filling in spots here and there. And I mean, I'm like, it's like a miracle if I make the playoffs after, after doing that three years ago. So yeah. Cautionary tale to sneak that it's to not do it. So completely. <laughs> yeah. It was fun. There's, there's joy in the grind. That's what we've been doing. That's all. That's all. All right, Shane, let's, let's take that conversation into the power ranks. We'll talk a little bit more. We'll project out, kind of look ahead to the, Who's really going to get in the playoffs? But as always, we'll start from bottom to top. At number 12, it was in danger for a little bit, but looking strong, scummy. Number 11, but making a push to maybe make some moves, is Matt. Number 10 is Doug, who would be the person that we might drop here real soon. Number 9 is Gooch. Number Eight is Big Sneak, and number seven is Big T. So we match the sleeper standings um, so far. And number six, we're going to say Smith Ben Owait as our as our candidate to follow the playoffs. And we got number five, Jimbo. Number four, Hesse. Number three, making a little move back up, is Ernie Fritz. Number two... Drop in a spot, just take another loss, is Brendan. Back at number one, the reigning champ still open to repeat. He butter snaps. Old Wade. Old Wade. I like how you said Wade with the defending champ looking to repeat because he is in perfect spot for that right now. Number one spot, nine and one, second in overall points scored. Uh, and I think. Gosh, I'm definitely not going to remember these numbers. But if he were to repeat, you were the last one to repeat, which was mm-hmm. like, what, three or four years ago. So would this have been the shortest that time between a repeater winner? I think so, yeah. I mean, and Wade is a very good chance here. He's been amazing all year. He's on a five-game win streak currently. And like you said earlier, the number one through four spots are probably set. And even in a best-case scenario, I mean, T and I still have to win. We have to win at least – we can't lose. Like, because you're looking at you're looking at Hesse and you're looking at Jimbo at six and four and Ernie at six and four. Even – I don't even know. So I'm playing – so this week I play Jimbo and T plays who? Doug. Okay, so T has a way, way better chance of winning this week than I do. So if I lose this week, I'm essentially out of it. T gets the – I would say I'm pretty much out of it. T gets the last playoff spot knocking out. He doesn't knock anyone out necessarily. Okay. Because if you lost, that means Jim wins. Um, Hesse plays me, so that's a, that's a win for him. Okay. The big matchup this week, and we're going to talk about this, obviously, but the big one is Eric versus Ben. 
and we would we would give the edge to to Eric, obviously. So then that creates like um, just a big, or that puts everyone three through six at the same record, most likely, with Tage still just one game back in the scenario we're talking about. If you lose, okay. And if you if you beat Jimbo, then and then you, him, and Tyler are all tied. If Eric That's six and five, today, okay, yeah. So we could we could have just a bunch in flux after this week. The you and you and Jim and Eric and Ben are the big matchups, and then we look at Thanksgiving week. Um, Eric has another big matchup against Jesse, so just two playoff teams going against each other. And then everyone else, and you play Wade. So, you know, depending on what happens this week, you could still be fighting for your life in a tough matchup. And uh, all the other playoff teams have the pretty easy matchup. So me, Doug, Chase, and Matt would just have the opportunity to play spoiler to somebody. And the following week, you've got... You've got Doug, so you got to, you catch a little break there. Tyler has me, so that's that's an easy one for him. And then some of the playoff teams looks like they play again. And then in the finale, you get Brendan. So you've got you've got a tough road to try and win out. Tyler has Ben, who that could be for a playoff spot, and. Jim and Hesse play. That could even be for a playoff spot. So that's kind of what we're looking at. Tyler has the easiest like remaining schedule of the ones in contention. You probably have the toughest. But depending on how some of these other teams that are currently in, how those matchups shake out, you know, we could be looking at like pure chaos, honestly. And I think that's what we week. want overall. We can talk it out. We can hope and pray. But I think just as a fantasy, uh, I think we want – Fantasy league, we want as maybe as much chaos as possible. It just keeps everyone somewhat invested, you know, just to see mm-hmm. who could, you know, the swings of the the ranking spots from in the next couple of weeks. And so that's what I'm. I just want it to be. I want it to come down, which it, it sounds like it probably will, one way, shape, or form, come down to at least the last week before playoffs to get that somebody else in there. And that's, I think, all we can ask for. And I hope it's me. <laughs> Let's throw it out there as a reminder. The trade deadline isn't until week 14, so that, that last week of the regular season. So, you know, if if you want to try and, you know, knock off Brendan, Wade, Jim in the next in three of the next four weeks, maybe play them, you know, you'd, you'd probably want to make some kind of move. I don't know what the move is, but... The, the chances there. Um, we've seen Tyler make a bunch of big moves and he's right, he's there knocking on the door, right? But you know, maybe there's something else that he can swing that takes him over the edge, or Ben, Wade, Hesse, if they want, they're dealing with like some injuries and stuff, some bye week issues. That's what's kind of put them in a tough spot. If they want to re solidify themselves, they've got to make a move. So a lot can still happen. You know, it's not like mostly this week is probably the trade deadline and then you're kind of set right but you know if someone to, if Eric takes a surprise loss this week I don't know does he look at upgrading 
I don't really know where he upgrades, but you know, is does he try to do something? Um, does does Hesse after losing Madison try to look at something? You know, there's a lot of moves have already been made in that regard to to get people where they're at, but you've got looking at the lottery teams, you've got Saquon sitting out there. We know he's available. Gooch has had plenty of talks. Um, Derek Henry on Doug's team is probably available. I sent Doug a trade for Derek Henry this morning. He rejected. Well, he re- what'd you send? It was not a good trade, let's, let's... I will admit, but uh, okay, okay. <laughs> I, I did try. You never know. Tried. You never know what people are, what mood they're in, or what they're thinking. Yeah, I mean, Derek Henry's coming off a bad week, too. So uh, is he even worth it for another contender, right? Ty J. Spears has been getting a lot of a lot of playing time. So does Ben go for Derrick Henry? Solidify the Titans backfield and give himself a running back that um, helps him stay in the playoffs. Does you know Matt has Dunta Foreman who's been playing pretty well? Does someone want to go get him? You know, probably cheaper than Henry or Saquon. And I say probably like it's a <laughs> surprise, but um, he, he could help a team potentially, right? I don't know. There's a right. uh, there's names out there still. So I want to, I want to see the deals and that's why I'm, I'm putting it out there into the universe. Well, I think I might have a deal in me scum. So I'm going to, I'm going to push for it. Cause I, I'm going to go for the gold here and get into the playoffs. Ooh, pause. Call. I'm getting my butt blown. Ooh. All right. That's a snack right there. Daddy. Sorry, you were going high energy. I feel it. <laughs> Good thing I know how to how to chop and screw these episodes. <laughs> Unpause. <laughs> I don't even remember what we're talking about. <laughs> That's um, the rankings for you folks. That's the rankings. Said. Deals are there to be made. And we want the chaos in the next month. That's what, that's where we're at. That's exactly where we're at. All right, Shanique, let's uh, take a break. Hear a word from one of our sponsors, and then we will get into the big matchups. We've been, already been touching on them, talking about them. We'll deep dive into them after this. This week's episode of the Scum and Schneege Show is brought to you by Schneek Inc. Now, our newest subsidiary, if you are in the business of being cool, is Schneek Steez. We will show you the ropes on how to be the coolest person that you could possibly be at all of your Friendsgiving and Thanksgiving parties this year, this week. Schneek Steez has got you covered to make sure you are one cool Fritter this holiday season. Sneak Inc., Sneak Steez, we've got you covered. Come around and we'll make sure you're cool. Sneak Steez. And we're back. And boy, do I ever need Sneak Steez this weekend. I cannot wait. I'm signing up right now as we speak. Listen, put in my information, give it on my credit card. It's there. Give me some Sneak. Give me some Sneege. I can't even stop saying it. <laughs> Give me some Schneej Steez. 
Sneed Steez has got you covered, Scum. You are going to be the life of all of your holiday parties. All right, well, let's get into these matchups and uh, a little peek behind the curtain. We, we're recording a little bit earlier than we normally do, but thankfully, most people have put in their little name changes already. We, we made a little run right now while we were on the pod, so let's have some fun with it. And the first matchup is the Maui Fires versus K-Love. <laughs> Dumb versus Hesse. Hesse will change his. We'll, we'll see if we can edit it later, but he did, in fact, change it, and he changed it to I can't LOL. The Hawaiian Native versus the Las Vegas Villain. And I, I wish this would be a little closer. You know, I, li- I like competing with Hesse. But even in a normal week, this would probably be a lopsided affair. Made even more lopsided by the fact that I don't have the Falcons this week. I don't have the Big Birds, which is the majority of my team. So no Janu, no Bijan, no Tyler Algier, no uh, who else? Do I, I know T- Taylor Heineke, even though he's probably not playing this week. I don't know. So um, I need to make some moves. I need to get some players <laughs> on the team. I don't know. I guess the question is, will will Hesse help his point differential this week? That's that's really the, what we want to see from him. Can he give himself? He'll get a win, but can he also have a big score? It's a cushion against you know having a tiebreaker down the line that we're talking about for playoffs. No, his points are going to be fairly low. He's got very bad matchups across the board. His biggest hope is that Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews stop letting all the running backs score all their touchdowns. And it's some <laughs> version of a massive shootout uh, with Cincy this Thursday. But all the other matchups are not friendly for his running backs, neither for his receivers. So he's going to win. Your goal is to get a playable lineup in there. Uh, you're probably <laughs> going to be without T. Uh, so, yeah, Hesse's going to win but he's not going to score enough points to make a difference in this tiebreaker. Well, Hesse, maybe you make a move like we talked about. I do like David Montgomery in a little bit of a revenge spot, Lions against the Bears. I think, I mean, obviously Montgomery's been super good this year. Great against the Chargers, all surprise. Uh, But the, the Bears defense isn't much better. And again, like I think, Dan Campbell, that staff, that team, they've got that edge to them. And I can see them laying into that a little bit, right? Like letting Dave Montgomery show out, have like 30 carries again against his old team. So, um, I don't know, something to watch there. Maybe a huge, huge week there from Monty. But, yeah, uh, easy Hesse win. And you know what? Good for you. My name's still better than whatever you're going to pick. Yeah, that's a great name. Great name. So uncouth. I love it. <laughs> Moving on to let's do tease matchup Jimmy Cooks versus Doug, NBA greater than NFL. Another one that I think we'll just say right off the bat Tyler's going to lock himself up an easy win here, keep himself in the playoff hunt. Doug's already made the call. You know, he's, he's not pushing for the playoffs this year. Doesn't have his first round pick, but you know he's still going to try to gather assets. So maybe he does move Derrick Henry this week and makes it even more um, 
more lopsided for T, but I guess same question to you. Are we going to get Tyler? Um, are we going to get a big score out of Tyler like he did last week to help him when he gets into an eventual tiebreaker down the line? Do you see I can definitely see that happening this week. Uh, he put up the top points this last week. I really can see that happening again. Uh, his, his running backs have been playing amazing. Uh, if he gets the Herbert Keenan Allen stack to go off again against Green Bay, very likely. Uh, so T's going to win. I almost had half a mind to call this the blowout because just to go in, to coincide with the fact that T is fighting for the playoff spot, has a lot better chance than I do. He's been streaking and doing very well. But to answer your question, I do think he scores enough points to really help that point differential. Uh, especially if it comes down to me and him or him and Hesse or Jimbo, whoever it may be down the line. I think he needs a big game, and I think he's going to get it from all of his guys. And, yeah, Doug, there's, there's just really nothing, no hope on Doug's, Doug's side here. And there you go. Question for you, because we talked about, obviously, Derrick Henry being a pretty big target that's probably gettable from Doug's team. If you were a contender that needed a running back, who I guess is just Ben and you, kind of, would you would you target James Conner? Who's kind of like to me, he's like an in between from the names we talked about of uh, of Dunta and Derrick Henry. Obviously, like I think James Conner moving forward, coming back from the injury, should be pretty serviceable and pretty cheap. I mean, what are your thoughts there, or is it just someone he's too old? Too injury prone, you'll pass on him in favor of those other names that we talked about. I, I think he's definitely a target to go after, but I just think, like we talked about a couple of weeks ago, with this trade state of this league, like Doug's not going to give him up for just. Is anyone going to give a first for James Conner? Like I think that was your question. No, like no, I don't, I don't see it. So, a, but, but is you... Doug going to give him up for a second? Like I feel like Doug's just going to say, "Well, I gotta." If Doug were to ever listen to this show, this would have been the perfect show for him to think about how to rebuild and just the mindsets on rebuilding and what people have been successful, not successful at. I think of Doug at this point, he's probably locked into Derrick Henry for the rest of his career. Like you, there's that happens with players. You get them, you expect to yeah, get a big sure. return out of them. So why if if I'm Doug, I'd probably say, well, like I probably have to just keep Connor and Henry, and those were my guys and because no one's going to give you what you feel like you need to get out of him. So to answer the question, definitely go try to get Connor, but maybe a late second or uh, some combination of, you know, Doug has made a trade in the past. He made that trade with Gooch or whatever to get some like pieces that are kind of young or kind of have potential. So maybe you've got some players on your team where you're willing to part with that. He might say, well, I got to fill out rosters. I got to get guys. So maybe you can throw together a two or a three, player swap for Connor guys that you're not going to miss, but that might entice someone like a Doug to make that trade. So I don't want to go too far into that. Cause we still got a lot to do here, but yeah, that's kind of my mindset there. I mean, I would, I would go after Connor, especially for a week where I need a running back, but I don't really have mm-hmm. anything to give him. I'm not going to give him any of my receivers. I'm not going to, yeah. I mean, best I could do is like a third. It's like, is he going to give him up, give up a starting running back for a third when his team is already so low on players? I don't know. I don't know, maybe a third in a guy like and this isn't you don't really have this that's expendable either, but a third in like a a young prospect kind of guy, like not right now, but like when Brandon traded 
Pete Mitchell for uh, a defense, right? Like that'd be kind of like the idea. Um, someone who is in a backfield or a timeshare, or maybe like another, like a wide receiver that's, you know, showed some promise, but isn't really playing a lot. Maybe like a Khalil Shakir kind of guy, you know, kind of popped a little bit, still youngish. Like that's probably the price plus a, a third late second, like you said. I don't know. Yeah, Just I think the player, I think you're right on the money there with the player mentality of who it has to be. It has to be somebody that you could convince, either convince yourself or you've seen enough to say it's worth it that he might turn into somebody. He's not really somebody now. So mm-hmm. there's only a, probably a handful of those players out there. So if you've got someone like that on your team and you're looking to fill that running back void, like I'll look at my guys. I feel like there's just not a lot of those out there. So, yeah, I think that's a good way of going about a trade like that, and I would love to see someone do that, and I'd love to see Doug make a move like that if he's going to stick around in this league and say and have that player pop enough to be a starter for him next year and yeah, something like that, or the next two years or whatever it may be. Like, that's, like, you know, Matt's, like you just mentioned, the Keaton Mitchell trade. Matt's, like, super high on him, and it's like he's had a good couple games. Is he going to continue to roll? Is he going to be a running back for Matt next year? Is this – is it did he find gold or is this just a flash in the pan type guy and he's going to be gone and so it's starting out good so if you it's starting out promising so that's those are fun those are fun trades you know we talked a lot about trading picks you know just because that's just seems to be the commodity but it's also fun to really be yeah. like maybe i'm going to target this guy because i've there's a path for him there or there's a path for him to be somebody on the team he's at, or maybe he's going to be a free agent somewhere and have a good year or yeah. two, like in contract. I don't know. Yeah. And that was, that was one of your things trading for Antonia. You know, you weren't looking to have him be a major or I guess, uh, take over the job from, from big Bry this year, but you think next year you could have big Bry and Antonia in a more featured role on, on someone else's team on, I don't know, the, I don't know. Another team. So definitely. Exactly. Yeah. All right. A lot of time there, but I think I think a fun discussion. And I would also target James Connor if I was um like a contender that needed her back. So all right. Let's talk about Gooch's soft tissue rehab team versus Gee Buttersnaps. Now Gooch would love to play spoiler here and, and Maybe keep some some light playoff hopes alive, even though I think it's pretty much over. And this is kind of the week to do it. Wayne's got Alvin Kamara and Jonathan Taylor on by this week. So the two big running backs that he traded for, not available to him this week. And maybe he's the person that goes and tries to get James Conner for this week to try and hold on. He does get the Dolphins back. He'll have Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, which is huge for him. Uh, obviously, saw CD Lamb, who has just been on a massive tear lately. But is that enough? Those three guys with Josh Allen and a skeleton, skeleton crew running back room to beat Gooch, who is feisty. What What are your thoughts? Well, I'm I'm almost ready to call this the upset of the week after the points that Gooch threw up last week. What do you think? Let's call it. This is the upset of the week. Scum and shake upset of the week. Gum and Sneak, upset of the week. Upset of the week. Yeah, yeah. 
this is the upset of the week. I mean, this is the best chance you're going to get against Wade. If, if he doesn't go get a, a deal for a running back, you, you, you have to pray and hope that C.D., Tyreek, and Waddle don't each get 40 points, which they have very juicy matchups. And the Dolphins coming off a bye with that offense, with the rest, I'm expecting them to come out. After they've been kind of flat against the Chiefs down on that Germany game, and then I think they might have lost or had a kind of a flat game previously. So I wouldn't ex- – I mean, they're going to probably come out flying. So, uh, But I'm excited. I'm calling this one Gooch gets the upset. I mean, someone's got to – if someone's going to beat Wade, this is the week to beat him with no running backs, uh, and whoever he, you know, whoever he plays at quarterback. Josh Allen just put up 17 against Denver, and he plays the Jets, so he's definitely going to be playing Jalen Hurts this week uh, against Kansas City. So that has a Kansas City's got a good defense. That has a potential to be not a amazing game for Jalen Hurts. So yeah, Gooch, you're getting you're getting the upset. All of your players have to just absolutely go crazy. You've got really good matchups across the board. Uh, you know, A-Chan back in there. Barkley against Washington. Receivers should be very good. Upset of the week. Wade's getting the loss, which I don't know. We probably should after we just spent 47 minutes on the – I don't know if him losing does anything to anybody else. Probably not, but. <laughs> yeah, no, it really just puts him back tied with Brandon for the, for the bye. Uh, for the top spot, I should say, and then it comes down to points. So the top two teams get the bye. Both of them, I think, are pretty locked into that. But it just matters, you know, do you want to be the one and play the winner of the three six or be the two and play four or five? You know, it might not matter in the end because I'm pretty sure the three through six teams, I mean, uh, Matt, you're probably going to play someone pretty good in the second round anyway. Like, it's going to be Eric, Jim, or Hesse, or Tyler. So, I, you know, I don't know if you really want to duck or try to avoid any, you know what I mean? Like, it's just going to be, you're playing a pretty good team anyway. So, I don't know. But, yeah, upset of the week. I'll be, I'll be interested to see what the distribution is for A-Chan coming back. Mostert has kind of come back down to earth after a really hot start. Um, they're just coming off of the bye, you know, more time to scheme, but is HM fully healthy? Um, are they going to try and get him more than, I don't know, 12 carries just because he was just hurt? You know, it's 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 an interesting um, scenario, and he's really fun to watch, at least. So I, I just want to see what what it looks like. Yeah, it's going to be a interesting to see what that looks like for sure. All right, moving on. We've got the Do Nothing Commish hyperextension versus South Dakota Buffalo. Brandon loves Joe Biden. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great name. Brandon definitely needs to change his name. I'm not sure why he hasn't He's been that for all year, basically. So that needs to change. Matchup wise, I think this is, is this our blowout? This is the blowout of the week. The scum and sneak blowout of the week. Blowout of the week. Blowout of the week. Let's go. Gotta be. It's just a no-brainer call. We don't want to overthink this one or get too cute or uh, uh, try to, you know, try to give any more wind in the sails of Matt's 
but but he. Well, I mean, uh, Brandon gets gets reinforcements back after a loss. Mahomes, Kelsey stack is back. Uh, AJ Brown is back. DeAndre Swift is back. Like huge pieces of his team that he was missing last week. Um, he gets those, and then Matt did have that blow up game, and I think. Like I think Sam Howell's good. We'll we'll still put up a lot of points against the Giants this week. Um, Foreman, we talked about the Bears Lions matchup. Like he could he could definitely get a lot of work again. Um, Trey McBride looks like he's gonna be a target monster, but Quinn Johnson probably not t- catching a touchdown again. To be honest, I'm glad he got one as a rookie. Maybe that is a sign of things to come, but hasn't really been there. Elijah Moore probably doesn't catch a touchdown again. Like. Some of that is just going to come back down to earth, and I, that that's fine with that. That's what he wanted to do. He wanted to see promise from his guys, which he did, but also he's not trying to win. So I think that things settle back down for both these teams. We go back to normal, which leads to the blowout of the week. Couldn't have said it any more eloquently myself. Uh, Brandon's just absolutely stacked, uh, and Matt's wanting to see just his guys just continue to grow in some potential areas you know the tight end mcbride uh, has been very good since getting you know thrusted into the starting role but going up against houston their defense is for real uh and i think kyler murray starts to get uh a little more comfortable with his receivers uh you know planting that leg throwing deep working in wilson working in hollywood rondale so i think mcbride is going to be good going forward especially maybe in the maybe in the future but this week and the next couple of weeks i just think i know there's been a lot of talk amongst in the fantasy worlds about him so i wouldn't be i wouldn't be surprised if if matt tries to capitalize on the the games we've been having maybe try to trade him uh mm-hmm. but other than that it's it's the blowout and matt's just hoping like we said keaton mitchell huge uh, Howell is probably a good quarterback going forward in the future. Uh, McBride to an extent. Rashi just once his guys just keep doing good, and uh, he is a self-proclaimed Trenton Irwin guy, and we'll see. <laughs> but Trenton is for sure blowing him out this week. Nothing really else more to say about that. Brandon's team is very good. Also, I just got to point it out. We got a little reverse stack action: Mahomes to Rashi, which is you know a good. Bet for a touchdown, so gotta I love I the reverse. That swings, gotta love it. I don't think it swings the matchup necessarily. I don't think it changes anything for the blow up. It could be fun just to just to see it. All right, big matchups of the week here. First, we'll do Ernie's Joe Marchoro team versus Smith Ben and Sawyer Payton, the number three and four teams in the standings, and. Eric is is coming back on. He put up um, 170 or something last week. So after a couple of down down weeks, he seems to be back to form, what we expect from him. Ben is on the magical run yet again, but even he's even more down this week. No, no Zach Moss, who has been a big part of his, his early season success. And, uh, I mean, just looking at the teams across the board, it's not going to be – very close, I don't think. I don't think so either. I think you could, if you wanted to, you can make a case that this could be close, that Ben's magic is going to strike once again. But I feel like Ernie is just 
Ernie. You know, he lost to me two weeks ago. He gets his win this week, and this is the perfect time for him to string those wins together and show us what he has been uh, for the last couple of years. And it's not going to be as close as the rankings suggest it's going to be. Currently, projections are showing a massive win by Ernie. Those are going to tighten up a little bit once Ben gets cut back in the in the roster and finds a running back somewhere. But great matchups, great players. All it takes is one or two of his players to be extremely good and the rest to just be what they have been all year for him to, to win. And uh, he is going to get the win. And I will point out, reverse stack, Goff and Amon Ra. I, uh, I just, I and never. Laporta. And Laporta. I just, I just don't. For some reason, I Amon Ra was a complete surprise to me, just from the beginning. We, you and I, talked about him after the yeah. run he's been, the games he's been having. Like, go ahead. And, what did you tell me the other day, Scum? Oh, so I went back and looked at that draft, twenty twenty, uh, I think, twenty twenty one. That it was the Jamar Chase, Kyle Pitts, you know, Jalen Waddle, Najee Harris draft. So those top were always going to go, but then. You had Amon Ra at the 112, and you'd probably have him over everyone at this point in the draft, except for Jamar Chase, right? Like you have him over Waddle. Mm-hmm. Nice. You have him over Najee. I know different positions, but still have him over um, a lot of guys. Again, everyone except for Jamar. But the picks right before Amon Ra St. Brown are hilarious. He went at 12. Um, 11 was 11 was Trey Sermon, <laughs> 10 was Elijah Moore, 9 was Trevor Lawrence, and 8 was Michael Carter. Those are the four picks before Amon Ross St. Brown. Oh my word, that's insane! Now, it's obviously you can't predict at the time, but to look back on it, that is he is just worlds and worlds, world, not even on the same world as any of those players. Jeez. Yeah. That's and great. He's been traded twice since then. Doug was what one of the heck? Who drafted him. Doug draft him? Doug drafted him. Traded him to Chase like early on in his rookie year. I think he might have been part of the um that big deal you mentioned with like Debo, Christian Kirk. All those guys. Okay. And then Chase traded him to Eric. For who? Kittle? No, for um, Javante. Mm, okay. Anyway, that was, uh, I love, those Those are so funny to look back on. There's been so many misses and in the draft and so many hits. Like, I mean, Kamara was a third round pick, right? Uh, he was like a third round pick in the real NFL. I think he was higher in ours. Oh, was he? Anyway, point of the story is what we've been talking about, about rebuilds and draft picks is, and Jimbo, Jimbo just said it the other day about thirds being the new first or whatever. Like there could be, there is some truth to some of that. I mean, Amon Ra at 112, everyone kind of thought like everyone there. I think there was a lot of talk about him coming out. It was like, okay, he's a good receiver. Like whatever. But no one expected him to have the career that he's had so far. I mean, he's easily a top seven dynasty receiver for the last three years. I think he's five. I would go Jamar, Justin Jefferson, or one and two. It doesn't matter to me, which, which, where you put them. 
Then I think the next group is Amon Ra, AJ Brown, and CeeDee Lamb. And I mean, I don't, it's hard to, to pick between them. You could have Amon Ra three, honestly. And I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't fight you on that. So, <clears throat> anyway, moral of the story is uh, Ernie's going to win. It's not going to be as close as the rankings suggest it. And uh, we called, I don't, we called that. I mean, Ben's going to get, but he's, He's very vulnerable, and uh, and I think he, I don't think it's any news to him or anyone. He he understands what he's done to his team, and he's just riding the wave right now. So, anyway, Ernie wins. Love it. And then the the finale of the week, we got Schneej's team, Brunt Boots, with the great picture of Jimbo versus Ancient <laughs> Aliens. Oh my god. So a huge matchup here with, with playoff implications. Uh you're five and five, Jim six and four. If you win, like we talked about it earlier, you guys have the same record and you're still in the thick of things. If you lose, puts you at five and six. Jim go Jim goes to seven and four. A little more separation there, and probably like uh, a little more separation for you from the rest of the pack. So really need a win from you this week. And uh, it is going to be a little tougher because you're missing uh, Ramondre, who's, you know, the, a stalwart at your running back's position. You're missing Olave, who seems to, with Jameis, have gotten back to what you thought he could be. And you're missing one of the best kickers in the world, Young Ho. Gosh, I love me some coup. Yeah, you know, I uh, I should pick myself to win here, but I haven't been picking myself to win. I don't think the last couple of weeks and I've been winning. So I'm just going to stick to it here. And it's not just because I'm playing the superstition role here. I mean, I legitimately don't think I'm going to win. I mean, Jimbo is got way better matchups and he's playing way more startable. You know, his lineups that he's been playing. I mean, like you said, I, I don't have Ramondre say what you will about him. I mean, he's a 17 to 20 point running back. And I don't have Olave, so I'm hoping that Pickens and JSN pick up that production. Um, I'm playing a revolving door at tight ends. Can't seem to find the right one to play. Uh, And like you said, I mean, Jimbo's just got – I mean, the Stroud-Dell connection at Arizona could just be massive. Cortland Sutton catch a touchdown every week. Running backs, they he's got two running, he's got his two running backs, Jacobson and ETN, at the very least, get like all of the work. So, yeah, whether they have a mediocre game or not, they're getting 20 spots. And you, you got to expect Pollard to get a touchdown at some point, maybe not, maybe he's just completely stupid this year. But Jimbo's got the explosive options, he's got a more solid, efficient team. I have to hope for some miracles out of my players. So I'm just going to say Jimbo gets this win here, effectively knocks me out of the playoffs. Uh, I guess there's a maybe an extremely outside chance I can lose this week and still do something, but maybe the little superstition will be on my side and I'll be able to eke another one out. I think the thing with both you and Jimbo's team, though, there's been so much fluctuation for you guys like all season, but even more so the past couple of weeks, like you've had – You've been riding a really huge DAC wave. Um, Big Rise been really good recently. And then JSN's been um, better. So you're kind of like, those have changed from where they were early on in the season. And then 
ETN finally had a down week for Jim last week. Um, Puka has slowed down from his really hot start. And, I mean, Pollard, I, like you mentioned, I don't know what <laughs> is going on with him, but maybe it's too much of a workload. Maybe it's just Dak and CD are, are good enough where they don't have to um, rely on Polly. But, you know, there's – I can see this going – in any way, truly, I could see you blowing Jim out. I could see Jim blowing you. Out. I could see it being tight either way. It just really, I will just have to see how it shakes out. That deck, yeah, I mean, I, I, that deck, that deck wave better continue for the next, for at least this week at Carolina. I mean, 38, 36, 48. I need him to do that again for me to have a chance. He needs to get uh, 40 points, he needs to throw four touchdowns. And, Anyway, yeah. So you called it for Jim. I'm going to call it the classic Scum and Schneek tie, and then we'll really see how that shakes out for playoffs because we've never seen that before. So um, this this is the one. This one and then Ben and Eric are the ones to watch this week. And I'm really excited to watch yours because I, I do think it's going to be tighter than even the projections say for sure. And like you said earlier, maybe you got a move in you. Might have a move in me. That's the matchups this week, guys. Good luck to everyone. I just love to see the chaos. Love to see everyone. I, I think basically everyone is really trying. You know, even down to me, Matt, Doug. We're try we're trying to um hit a goal and acquire like young players um with potential. So those guys are in our lineups and like Matt just did, Matt put up 140. Like that can happen, you know, not for me this week with no Pijon, but there's there's these chances that we could play spoiler. And then Gooch, of course, has a good team and he really wants to just, you know, give his hand out as many losses as he can to the playoff team. So there's there's a lot going on in the league right now. And it's super fun to see. It is very fun to see. And that's all we've ever wanted for this league. Should we move on to hopes and dopes? Yes, we should. Another so-so week for us last week. I had a a hope on your side of Drake London, thinking he'd come back refreshed from injury. He did uh, basically the same Drake London thing that he typically does, like three for like 30 or something, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, missed there, but I doped. Gardner and he doped big time in Germany. It was like five points or something, led to T's upset. So, got that one right. You had a hope of DK on Tyler's side, which I think I'll give you. He had 15, he beat his projections, and seven for 98 is like a really good, really not what we expect from DK's big games. You know, normally we're like 100 yards and a touchdown, but on like four catches. So, seeing him kind of rack up that heavy catch total is. Different, but still helped. And then you doped CMC, and it was it's a matter of contention. So I'm gonna let you grade yourself here because he had 95 yards on the ground, six for 47 through the air, um, no touchdown though, which is what you predicted. But uh, he also did miss his projection. So actually, I'm gonna give it to you. I'm gonna give you the dope call. Never mind what where I was going with that. Brandon was wrong. He was a dope this week. Missed his projections, didn't score the touchdown, like I said. 
sure the yards are great, still the points, but I mean, that's how we're, that's the biggest, one of the bigger criteria on our hopes and dopes is that. And so I'm going to, I almost said, fine, don't give it to me, but gosh dang it, give it to me. No, give it to you. He didn't hit projections. That's a dope. Dope. All right, Shane. So keep keep that hot trick going. What do you got for us this week, week 11? Well, I'm glad you talked about it early on in the episode, Scum, because my dope this week is David Montegums. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, you said revenge game against Chicago. Talking about. <laughs> you said he's going to get a bunch of work and he's just going to go revenge on him. I think two things that's going to be one, the Bears will do everything in their power to stop David Montgomery. And I think there'll be some gamesmanship sneakering going on to where Campbell maybe doesn't play him as much or something like that. Or there's, you know, there's a, there's an expectation there. So whatever's going to happen. I, and you know, Montgomery has been very good. Uh, this is kind of one of those call. I like to kind of go after the big names. Kind of, this is kind of like a middle of the road call. Uh, but I think that this revenge game does not turn out for Montgomery. He has a down game. And that's my dope. Okay. My, I talked it up, but yeah. <laughs> my hope this week is on your team. I feel like I haven't gone to your team in a while. I know, and I'm going to take another uh, page from your playbook. You like to kind of find the guys on the bench. You like to kind of find the, yeah, yeah, the guys yeah. that you, you want to make a call that might just have an explosion type game or do way better than expected and then kind of raise a couple eyes towards them. And my guy this year is going to, or this week's going to be Jalen Guyton. Ooh, okay. I'm going to charger receiver on the yep, scum uh-huh. squad. Uh, I just expect Herbert to get him on a long one or get him more involved. I think he had what, like 40 yards and a touchdown this week. And I, if he does that again or a little bit more, that's uh, that's a hope in my book for a player like that. So, yeah, there you go. I'm uh, I'm calling him being a hope. I'm going to try to find a guy that doesn't get played or gets thought of, and uh, hopefully I make a huge hit and kind of rally my overall points there. I like that. I will definitely consider throwing him in, but the issue with that is my hope is also on my team. That's <laughs> fine. This is coming sneak show. Thing. I was say the same thing. It's just been a while because there, there's not much hope on my team currently. But um, just wanted to throw this out there. My hope this week, you know, I like to be. I, this is where I like to get bold. I don't, I don't dope big names too often, but I like to hope super obscure guys. So this week, hope is Dontavian Wicks. <laughs> well, that's fun. What a name! Freaking Don Wick. Um, he's he's been. He's been steadily getting more involved, and you know we don't love Jordan Love on the score uh, on the score <laughs> on the Scum and Schneed show. We don't love Jordan Love, but um, I do love the receiving core: Dubs and Wick and Jaden Reed. Don't love Christian Watson, but those other three are great. And I think against the Chargers defense, yet again, Don Wick is going to have himself a little game, his best game as as a pro, and. Um, I'm thinking like 60 and a touchdown. Dang. So okay. I'm going to, I think I'm going to throw him in, but that one can definitely fall really flat. I just, <laughs> it was fun and I like him. 
No, it's fun. Sometimes you just got to go with a fun call and go for a kind of a, a dart throw, see what happens. And if it hits, everything anyway, dang, were you right? My dope this week is actually going to be on T's team. And uh, I know we talked about him. He's, he's still going to get an easy win. But I think that Rashad White is in for a dope week. Really? He gets all the work. He's been really great recently, but matchup against the Niners. Um, should be should be a little depressed, and I, I do think that where they're susceptible, where they're susceptible, the Niners are is through the air. So I think a lot of Mike Williams, I think a lot of Chris Godwin, and maybe you know the offset for G, maybe even a lot of K. Dotton. So I think um, Trod White will get stifled. He'll probably still get like 17 carries, but only for I don't know 50 yards. A um, couple catches, but I don't think he, I don't think he scores this week, and it will be a, a dope for Tyler, where um, he's not so satisfied with his production. Still gets the win, but maybe he looks. Maybe Tyler, you should look at um, putting Pacheco in uh, instead. Yeah, Rashad White's been very good with what he's been given, especially in the passing game. So this would be a call if he does if he does dope that it would be, you know, not what he has been doing. So I dig it. All right. I think we have gone long. Uh, shocker. So let's get into America's favorite segment. It's coming sneak at the Thursday night game wrong. Yeah. And, and I'm just going to get them wrong forever. I've decided. No, you're going to get back on the, on the horse this week. And we actually have a fun matchup this week on Thursday night. Like there's actually playoff implications to it. It's not two dumb teams. Um, well, we got the Bengals versus the Ravens. And I'm trying to pull it up just to make sure that we've got. Yeah, and it's it's in Baltimore. So, I don't know. The, the Bengals have seemed fixed lately after, what, an 0-3, 0-4 start, something like that. And then the Ravens have been winning, but off the back of a lot of Gus Bus and Keaton Mitchell and not a lot of Lamar and Mark Andrews. So how do you see this one going? And how do you see this one going? I see it going with the uh, Bengals winning 31-27. I think there'll be some... I think there'll be some garbage time points on the Ravens side. I just don't think they can match the passing game with the Bengals. Uh, all it takes is a drive or two to get stopped on the running game. Bengals go out there and, you know, the Ravens got a good D, but like you said, Bengals offense seems to be fairly fixed. I think it'll get closer at the end, but it won't seem that close throughout the game. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I let's just go opposite. I will take the Ravens at home, kind of muddying that playoff picture a little more for the Bengals. And I think I don't think it'll be that high scoring. I'm gonna say Ravens win 24 to 20. All right. Well, once again, we are. Against each other. I mean, one of us has to be right, at least. That's where we've been good That's so far. If, if one of us is right, we both win. 
<laughs> Who was right last week? I don't remember. You? Oh, Panthers Bears. I, did I pick the Bears? That's a weird thing for me to do. <laughs> yeah. Secret Bajan, man. That's why. Secret Bajan, man. All right. I got to shower and get to this meeting. All right. Thanks, everyone. Uh, we'll see you for week 12 and Thanksgiving week, which is going to be super fun. And um, love you. Thanksgiving week. Bye. myself sitting in payments in a dark corner just smoking <laughs> for an hour straight talking football this is schneed <laughs>